Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. All right, everybody. We are back with Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, and I am filling in for Seth Mulder. I am Ashley Shepard, and I will be your co-host today. And today we have one of the most handsome young men in Lakeshore with us, Kaysen Brown. Kaysen Brown is the son of Marge and Jim O.G. Brownie. He is 18 years old and a senior at Spanish Fork High and has recently be called, or been called to the Chile Antofagasta Mission. Did I say that right? It's Antofagasta, yeah. There we go. Close enough, yeah. And he departs July 18th. So we're so excited to have him on here today, especially because his family is a longtime resident here in Lakeshore. So Kaysen, let's dive right in. Tell me where your history is in Lakeshore. Tell me your relatives. Tell me when your family moved here, all of the things. Well, you go, our history goes really far back. I, I don't know how far exactly it goes. It goes about five generations. Starting with, Starting with who would that um, start with, Marge? Yeah, five generations. It's, um, I think it's my... Grandpa Al Rigtrip's father. Al Rigtrip's father. father. Yeah. Okay. My great-great-grandpa Al Rigtrip's father. Okay, so he was the first one in Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us... Who are all the relatives now? You, you mentioned the rig trips. Obviously, we know there's rig trips in Lakeshore currently. Yes. Um, tell me who all of those are relatives. Tell, talk names, specific names. So um, there is Carolyn Rick Tripp. She is, um, she is uh, my grandma's sister-in-law. Okay. Grandma is, just so everybody knows. My grandma is Jean Peterson. Okay. And so, so Jean and... Mark Peterson are my grandparents. Yes, but Jean and Carolyn are... Carolyn are sister-in-laws. Sister-in-laws, okay. Yes. And who else? Um, Aline Zeman is also, is my grandma's sister. Okay, so we have Aline, and then um, there's cousins still. Yeah, there's a bunch of, it goes like really wide tree. Um, so, so who else? So um, there's Elaine and Bud Shepard. They passed away a couple years ago, but... Elaine was my um, grandma's sister also. Oh, that's right. So. I forget about that one. So you guys are, man, we're related yeah. through marriage. Through marriage. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then you still have in the first ward, Stacy and... Stacy and Chris Hanks. Chris yes. Hanks. And Stacy is related to your mom my by mom. sister. Sim- yep. But that, that's the un- only other cousins, correct, in Lakeshore? Um, in Lakeshore, that's about All it. All shepherds are Yes, yeah, yes. But, like, but yeah. directly relative, Stacy's the only one. Darren Rick Oh, and Darren. Is her direct, I guess, yeah. Okay. So when did your parents move to Lakeshore? Well, my mom's been here her whole life, and my dad moved here in 1988 when he married my mom. So this is the only house that the Brown family has ever known? This is the only house I've known. Okay. Um, my mom and dad lived uh, a couple miles down the street when they got married, and they built this house um, about 10 years later after that. Oh, wow. So, so Marge, what house did you live in down there? Who lives in the old Whiteley home? 
It's, oh, okay. It's like the house past um, Bishop and the Spockers house. Okay. We moved in the Whiting home and then we lived in that um, where the coops were. My uncle made it into a house, Jim Bridger. Oh, wow. And then you built this house and have been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Okay. So speaking of the, the community as a whole case, and since you've been here forever, um, tell me, tell me kind of talents that you feel like you have that have affected people in this community. This is where you get to like talk about yourself in a really cool way. See, I don't like talking about myself <laughs> in that way because it just seems really cocky. <laughs> and I don't think any of my talents have changed the community. I don't really know because I, I don't really look Ask that them. difficult. Yeah. Is so tell me. Okay, so tell me what you enjoy. Enjoy. I I enjoy hunting, um, basketball, basically every sport. Yeah. Every, every sport I can play, I, I enjoy. There's no like sweet uh, ward basketball games or moments that you remember? Oh yeah, um, we went undefeated in church ball. Yeah. How long ago was that? Like a couple months ago. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. see? That's, you know what, that's bringing pride back to the old Lakeshore community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, tell me um, what what callings have you had um, in this community or in the ward or stake level that you remember or that have maybe just had an impact on your life? Um, I think the one that I really like is what I have right now. I'm the first assistant in the priest quorum. So it's given me the chance to help a lot of young men in the quorum yeah. and really connect to them. Yeah, and you get to work uh, closely with Bishop Renlisbacher, which... Yeah. He's awesome, isn't he? Yeah, he's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I know that since your family's been here a long time, you probably have you know, a lot of experiences that you could name, but what's maybe one experience that your family, or maybe you specifically, have really felt loved or cared for by the people in this community? And, and tell me about it. Tell me the story and, and things that, that took place. Um. Well, the one I remember the most is probably when my brother Chris got in a wreck. I just remember that one because a lot of people came over and just asked how he was, and there was, you could tell there was a lot of love. So, so tell me about the like tell me about the accident, so people know um, that maybe aren't familiar with what happened. So my brother was um, on the freeway with his trailer, and he was heading down to go bear hunting with me, and he um, got caught in. He got caught in some fierce winds and his trailer um, fishtailed and then he, his trailer rolled and it disconnected and he just, it just, the truck just rolled. And, and so what happened to Chris? Um, he wasn't badly, badly injured. He just got um, dislocated shoulder and just like concussion and just some pieces of glass in him. But he was driving with his um, now fiance. So. And she got she got severely injured, didn't she? She got thrown from the vehicle about 120 feet. Wow, wow! I remember that experience uh, when it happened, and it's interesting to see how the Lord, you know, create not creates but allows us to see His hand and the tender mercies that uh, transpired after that. Um, speaking of the Lord and filling His love. What experience could you share with us that you really felt the Lord's love in your life? 
Um, well, really, it it's might have been with um, it's kind of connection with my grandma on my dad's side when she she's she died 19 years ago. But every time I see a monarch, because she loves monarch butterflies, and every time I see a monarch butterfly, I just look at it and it just makes me pe feel peace and calm, and then just it just makes me feel. Like it just makes me happy, and then I just think about the Lord, and I think everything else, and just it kind of—it's a huge connection of that. Yeah, I think the Lord knows us individually, and He always finds a way to connect to us, and finds a way for us to fill of His love. And I, I love that you brought that up. That for you, it's a butterfly. When you see that, you're reminded of the Lord's love. How would you describe? The feelings of the spirit. What does that feel like to Kaysen Brown? It's taken a while for me to um, kind of understand it, but what I've came to recognize is um, I get like the same with butterflies. I get like massive butterflies. Like it just comes to me, and then I get shivers, and it's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally can relate. <laughs> I totally relate to that. It's, it's awesome, but and I feel like there's there's totally different moments and times that the spirit is so obvious mm -hmm. and it comes in so many different forms that sometimes it's hard to say like this is exactly what it feels like because sometimes the spirit might make you like want to jump and be crazy like ah like i just want to shout from the rooftops and then other times it is that like oh crap i need to get up and bear my testimony that butterfly kind of feeling in your stomach you know yeah and then there's other times where you're just like whoa i feel like i'm floating because i'm so peaceful yeah, I love that. And so I love that you shared that. Okay. Um, what, um, oh, this, okay. So living in Lakeshore, you've been here a long time. Uh, you know a lot of people on Lakeshore. Tell me one funny story or memory that you have with someone in this community. I know there's lots because the Browns, nobody knows this. The Browns are tricksters. They like to do pranks. I don't know where I heard that from. Camille's the worst. No, no. <laughs> Camille likes pranks. Our whole family likes pranks. See? You just, you just haven't heard the whole story of the pranks. <laughs> so there's got to be a funny story. Kaysen, tell me about one. Well, one personally. So Leighton Shepard, um, I'll start off from the beginning. So I used to ride the bus, and I would get dropped off by his house. And I used to walk, walk home from there, and um, I would always walk past his mailbox. And then so he, he knew that. So one day I go to um, church and he asked me if I put anything in his mailbox. And I was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, okay, well, I found a bottle of beer in my mailbox and it completely exploded on me. <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't do that. But then the next time I saw him, just to make fun of him, I grabbed um, a bunch of crap I found in the, the, the ditch and I just shoved it in his mailbox and he got pissed. <laughs> Leighton Shepherd, no way. Him get mad. <laughs> that was how long ago? Uh, it was about two, two, three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Oh. It was when he was my young men, young men's leader. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, who's someone in the community that you really admire or or hope to be more like as you continue to grow up? Um. Well, there was one. So his his name was um, Neil Holbrook. 
Um, I I really liked him, yeah, because he, he seemed like he really cared about everyone he met, met and he was just a really outgoing guy, and he was always super nice, and, and I kind of wanted to... What, what did you name him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I used to call him President Monson. <laughs> oh, so where did he live? I'm obviously a transplant, so I don't, I don't know where he lived, or did he pass away? Did he, he move? passed away. Oh, okay. About 2012. 2012. Um, he lives up by Seth Mulder. Oh, okay. Up on the mountain. So he's up on the mountain over mm -hmm. there. Okay. Um, anybody else? Um, probably the most obvious ones. Probably just my grandma and grandpa, mom and dad. Just, just yeah. basically the basic ones. Let, let's talk about <laughs> mom and dad for a minute. Um, thinking of your mom and dad, tell me one thing that you admire about each of them. Well, they are really patient. I, yeah. I give that to them. Very patient. Hey, that's a great quality. That's the, that's the best one I know. For noticed. those of you that can't see right now, <laughs> mom and dad are like, hey, wow, really? He thinks that about us? <laughs> so we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, what about grandma and grandpa? What about Jean and Mark? What's something that you feel like you've learned from grandma and grandpa living close to them, interacting with them a lot? What's one thing that they've taught you in your life? It's, it's probably just about more like just loving whoever's around you and trying to like not judge them. It's, it's just basically try to not judge them by a book by its cover. It's just looking at like who they're trying to be and just they're trying to improve themselves. So yeah. just don't put, it, put them down. Oh, I love that. What, what great examples they are of that. Um, is there, is there an experience that um, has maybe happened to someone else in this community that has strengthened your testimony as you've seen others in this community go to their aid or maybe you've been part of that service? What, what comes to your mind for that experience? Um, it's, it's probably just the, um, one of the neighbors had that fire at their house and it I think is brought up earlier too. Um, yeah, they had a fire at their house, and it was it was Tracy and Lee Beathers. Okay, and they had a fire at their house, and um, after it got out, um, there was like I don't know how many people, but there was a bunch of people. Even though it was muddy, like people just got their boots on and they just went to work. They we got it done in so so fast. It was just amazing to see how many people there were. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, how the people in this community are really what make this community so great. And yeah, I think everybody could, could, could share an experience similar to that, that they've seen just the helping hands and, and the service that's always offered in this community. Kaysen, tell me your biggest fear. What is your biggest fear? Um... Probably the one I worry about the most right now is probably just waking up in a coffin. What? It's, I'm not, I'm legit not kidding. Like being buried alive? Yeah, yeah. Or like people thought I was dead, so they buried me and then I wake up. <laughs> I, it's just, it's been one of my deepest fears since I was a little kid. Okay, okay. Okay, well hopefully we're not being like buried alive anytime soon. <laughs> so on the flip side of that, 
what is your biggest dream? What do you aspire to become, to be? What would be just like the perfect thing in your life? Taller than Taylor. Taller than, taller than my brother Taylor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is one competition. Of, that's, that's one of my big, big dreams, yes. To be bigger than him. You got a little ways to go. <laughs> uh, speaking of Taylor, you know, I know your siblings and, and they all have great, unique qualities, each one of them. Um, tell me... Tell me one of your siblings that you feel like you really connect to and and why what what is it about them that specifically draws you in um i think the one i admire the most and i think it's just chris it's like no offense to any other siblings i think it's just chris because um we go hunting i call myself his hunting buddy just because i always want to go hunting with him so I, we always talk, and if there's anything wrong, he notices. And if there's something wrong with him, I ask him. It's just a little connection we have, even though we're like 20 or 10 years, years apart. Are you 10 years apart? We're about 10 years apart. Yep, but 11 years apart. 11 years apart, okay. So tell me, tell me what's been your like, most favorite hunting experience with Chris. Whose hunt was it? What happened? What'd you kill? <laughs> um, so... Um, it was about two years ago. Um, Chris got an antelope tag in Montana, and we went up there. <laughs> it's already funny. We haven't even told the story. Okay, yeah. So we went up to Montana for about three days, and um, we didn't. We went up to this place we've never seen ever before. So we got we got up there, and we had no plan where we were gonna sleep. So the first day we went up there, and. We had to go on a mountain and just sleep in the back of the truck. And in the middle of the night, we hear coyotes howling. So we look out and there's like one like 20 yards away and then it starts drenching just in rain. So we had to like, cause he had a truck bed cover. So it was like slowly getting there, but there was holes and it was just pouring in there. So either we just sit in the back of the truck and wait it out or we just get in the truck. But Chris is like, yeah, we're fine. We'll just sit back here. It's not going to pour them anymore. It was, it was for the next like hour and a half. It just kept going the same speed. So the next morning we were just cold. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> but you killed something. No. Oh. No. Oh, what a crappy hunt. No, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you were cold, wet, and didn't even kill anything. <laughs> yeah. But you had a good. I mean, look. We had a spiritual experience on the way back. And, and what was that? Um, we were driving through Idaho, and we, it, was, it was cool, but scary at the same time, because we, um, we were driving through Idaho on the freeway, and a lightning storm, and like, it was crazy, because the lightning was striking like on both sides of the freeway, and we saw a lightning strike, a barn, and then a tree on the other side. It was just back and forth, and then there was just hail just pounding down, and then you could see it was like, like huge puddles just everywhere. And you saw people like just squirming a little bit. And then it, Chris is like, just say a prayer, Kaysen. And I was like, I don't want to say it out loud. And he's, he's like, just say it. And I was like, okay. And so you did. Yeah. And, and so what, what do you feel like made it such a spiritual experience? Um, probably just when we got out. Because it, it didn't clear up or anything. It was just that we got out there safely. It was just. Just was, another drop was, in that testimony bucket. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that the experiences that we have with other people really connect us in a way that nothing else can. Um, 
What's been one of your favorite activities or trips that you've had with members of this community, whether that be a scouting trip or young men's or what, what's something that you really remember that maybe strengthened the relationships with people in this community? There's been quite a few, but there's one that, yeah, definitely strengthened my testimony was um, we went down to Fish Lake. It was a stake, stake young men's camp out, and um, there was a speaker. His first name was, uh, I think, West, Weston? Do you remember? Do you remember? No? I don't know. Yeah. I, can't, I think his name was Weston, but he was a um, Bronkback writer, uh, I think, and um, he broke his back. And he, um, they said he was probably never going to walk again. And he, he talked about it, and um, he said that he, he didn't think he could walk ever again. And then, as his um, testimony and spiritual like growth came, he, um, it was, he said he started to walk again. And I was just, like amazed. And he said the weird thing was I was walking, but I couldn't feel my legs. Wow. And it was crazy because I was like looked at him and I was just amazed because he was he didn't feel his legs but he could walk, and it just hit me hard because afterwards I just gave him a huge hug. He's like, I don't know you, but I just gave him a hug. Yeah, yeah. There, there was something felt right mm -hmm. in that room that connected you that really words can't right. It's mm -hmm. a feeling that binds people. I love that, Kason. Tell me where you feel like you really got your testimony. Tell me, ex like, experiences. I know we have a couple things here. Tell me, where, where did you really start to know that you had a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I think it, where it really started to bloom um, was when my... Mm, it's probably when my grandma, grandpa got diagnosed with cancer or like got bad with cancer, got worse. Um, when he started pulling through, that's when I started noticing because I was still kind of young, but I started noticing he got better. And I just, it was when I actually started paying attention in church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was old enough to start paying attention to church. Yes. And I, I, started, I started to understand it and it started to grow from there. It helped a lot, I think, from the process of where I am today. So what what made you decide to serve a mission? Did, was there a one specific like specific experience that you had? Or did you feel like you always would? What why are you going? Well, I th I think it all started out when I was eight years old, I think. Or it was eight years old, and then I also had the example of my brothers. So it always, like the example of my brothers helped, but I made the decision when I was like eight years old, <laughs> and I told my I told myself and God I was never going to change my mind. Wow, I love that. What what would you tell? What would you tell a young boy right now, an eight year old boy? You know, I think I have a couple that age. If you were gonna if you were gonna sit both my boys down, what would you tell them? to do to prepare to serve a mission? What have you done and what's helped and how could you encourage younger kids below you to have the same desire? Um, probably just, uh, just have faith in the Lord, I guess. Uh, I Just read the scriptures too. Like reading the scriptures has helped me. Um, and ask questions. Questions help a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, my parents know that I used to ask a lot of questions. A lot. Yeah, but I mean, what a great, a great tool to have, right? If mm -hmm. your parents that you feel comfortable asking those questions. Especially in this day and age where, oh, there's so many uncertainties and there's so much information out in the world that I think a lot of kids are asking a lot more questions. And getting those right answers and getting the answers that lead them back to the Savior is what will help. I love that. What does success mean to you, Kaysen? You're headed out on a mission. What, what would success be for you in the next two years? And what does it look like in 10 years for you? Um, well, success, in, to my eyes, is probably just a successful mission. <laughs> Which would be what? What, what is that to you? A successful mission is probably just, um, just doing my best and trying to spread the gospel and share it, so inviting everyone. Um, I really, I care about converting people. I just, as long as I try my best, I know the Spirit will do the rest, so. That's right, that's a good attitude to have. And what about in 10 years? What does success look like for you in 10 years from now? Hopefully, I'm close to being married. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what 28 yeah hey yeah chris is 28 so i okay okay <laughs> i love that um what um what do you hope for lakeshore in the next 10 years well what i've seen just stay the same <laughs> stay the same like stay, stay the same like what does that mean like the love you feel and then like, um, I don't like crowded. The space. <laughs> I, I like the space and then I like the love of the community, you know, but I do like the space. <laughs> it's true. I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons why people come out here is they, they do love to have their space. Um, just to close, Kaysen, will you share with us a part of your testimony? What would you like the people of the Lakeshore community to know what Kaysen knows about the Savior, about his gospel. Um, just end with your testimony, if you will. Well, um, I know that this church is true, and I know that um, Joseph Smith was a true prophet, and I know that um, Russell M. Nielsen is a mouthpiece for the Lord, and I know that he says that what the Lord wants us and needs us to do, to come and to live with him again, and I know that Jesus Christ um, atoned for our sins and sacrificed so we can be perfect just like Him. And I um, know that we can um, go back to heaven with our eternal families. And um, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Well, everybody, if that doesn't make your day better, I don't know what will. Uh, the Spirit's definitely been here today, and we thank Kaysen for being on here. and. We're going to have him back in two years, and we're going to see how much he's grown and see where his life puts him in two years. So thanks for being with us, and we will see you next time. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.